Um, welcome to Barabin, the windy place, as um, acknowledged by our traditional owners, the Yugger and Turrbal people. Um, a significant piece of country that goes through Kelvin Grove, Victoria Park, through York's Hollow, uh, and out into Breakfast Creek. So this was a um, significant area, uh, and we'll, we'll show you why. So any given day here in about a two kilometer radius of this space, there's literally about 25,000 people here. So wow. it is an amazing educational uh, and creative uh, industry space. So actually quite fitting yeah. to be, uh, when you look at also um, 65,000 years of um, creative arts as well yeah. with our traditional owners. So we, over this last seven years, to acknowledge our space and place, have gone through a rebranding, um, I guess, campaign. And originally, our college mascot, for example, was Kelvin the Cougar, a North American mountain lion that really has no sort of alignment with this uh, country. So after speaking to our traditional owners and going through a whole process, uh, our college mascot now is Kelvin the, the Cooter. Cooter being Mount Cooter. So Cooter oh, right, yeah. is a, a Yagara Turrbal name for Mount Kutha, honeybee dreaming. Mm. So it's a home of the native honeybee. So we've taken on Cooter as our college mascot, with subsequently the other totems being significant animals of this area as well. So uh, Barway the bull shark, because um, the bull shark is a unique creature that, that can live in both salt and fresh water and we basically have the largest breeding grounds in the world, don't we, for bull shark populations. So, uh, and it looks after it cleans our waterways. So also Jua, the wedge-tailed eagle, not that we see too many these days, but they were prolific through this area. Um, Kabul, the carpet snake, meaning Kabulchur, Kabulcha, home of the carpet snake and the um, Miri, which is our dingo, which has always been uh, an animal that works with the people and looks after the people. So, yeah, so we've rebranded in the last seven years with, uh, with wonderful guidance and permission from our traditional owners, so it's really quite exciting. Um, Auntie Nicole Williams, when she comes here and teaches, she talks about the importance of space and place and understanding country, because then you have an identity. And with that identity then, you can really build a strong community. So that's what we've been working on, and that's been the premise of, you know, where we are today, and working with Chris and AUG to get to Barabin Farm. But we'll go and have a look at the garden, because that's where it really all started. Yeah, totally. So, when I first came to the college, I was told about an indigenous garden. Mm -hmm. And I was very um, interested to find out more about it, so I did. Uh, and when I asked a question about its indigenous background, um, that's where I sort of hit a bit of a roadblock because I just wanted to know how it was connected to community to be called an indigenous garden yeah. and why it wasn't just an Australian bush tucker garden or something yeah. like that. Um, I was met with some interesting responses um, and some were a bit like uncertain about what that meant and I just said well look uncertain what 
uh, about yeah what, what what does that why do we need or why would we connect or what will happen will will, will will something go on will they put a flag here and not you know I said if you want it to be an indigenous garden let's connect with community and make it that mm. so we did so welcome to Jag and Barabum, meaning garden in the windy place yeah wow so all the species in here are 100% native so and most of it is edible and the edible is medicine so we'll go up and have a look through yeah so this is like a really old scrambling lily that you got yeah. here native ginger mm. we've got mulberry raspberry tree yeah um the native mulberry yes yeah because uh, I think and uh, the native raspberry get, as well might, yeah might think that, uh... no no everything in here uh, is 100% um, native and it's a beautiful um, it's, it's just a beautiful place to be and this is an outdoor classroom so t teachers can book this and come here because it meanders all the way back up through to the top of the roadway there so I've been up would have I've been to up with a hundred schools and I've never seen a garden like this before mm. Arnie Donna Page um, gifted us that fish trap there. Arnie Donna was one of our first elders that was working with us. And so being from uh, Quantamooka, she often, from Stratty, Bar, she often um, beach combs, picks up the old fishing line and, yeah. and, and um, nets and repurposes it into um, weaving. So she actually wove that here in the garden. So, yeah. yeah. Our groundsman, Daniel, he curates this beautifully. And during Black History Month, coming up in the month of July, we will be doing tours here on a Friday. Yeah. Uh, and it's gonna, you just register by going onto the Brisbane City Council website and you can just go on the link and register. And I, we'll have um, one of our First Nations um, people with us. And Chris and Daniel, and they're going to do a. They'll be doing tours of Jagan Barabum, and then going up into um, Barabum Farm to show 65,000 years of future farming mm. and environmental sustainability. So this, this basically, this garden was the was the catalyst for everything that we've done. Mm. Yeah, there's so much. Um, I guess uh, wonder that you can get from walking around uh, native gardens because I just don't think we're like told enough no. about any of it. Uh, it's always, oh, you get a lemon tree or an orange tree uh, and you're never taught about the round line or the desert line no. or something like Correct. that. So um, this was an inspiration for our students to learn a lot more and they have. So we do have a, um, a farm club and the environmental committee down here have a very active um, uh, garden club who come in here and do working bees. I think they were in here just the other weekend doing a uh, working bee, and I think there was about 30 people. Wow. So yeah, they, they're, it's, they're very supportive of this, um, of this beautiful piece of country that we have here. Yeah. So, I think but they're it, about to be kicked out. 
<laughs> there's some kids yeah. lining up to, See, and that's to what take I'm, over. And that's what I'm saying. So this is the outdoor classroom where everyone can learn. Yeah, it's a fantastic yeah. place to learn. So what do you guys like about uh, this native garden here? But this we like nature. Like, it's it, beautiful. It's a great way to show the past of this place. It's a great way to learn about uh, plants and animals. It, it's relaxing. It's like... It's fun. It, it takes your mind off most of the stressful things, just seeing all the plants around here. Do you guys like, uh, like to watch things grow and change over time? Yes. 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 There's some plants down here that actually grow berries. So what can you teach me about uh, native plants here? Yep, sure thing. Um, the Aboriginals used most of them, like the paper bark tree, it was used for like uh, boats and clothing, many useful stuff. And for example, like the rubus species can, like some of it, their leaves can be made to make tea and which can calm the stomach aches. Oh, I didn't know that. That's the uh, native raspberry? Yes. The gum of uh, an Australian blackwood can be made into fish poison, which, you, which will kill the fish to help feed people, and it can make, be made into food. Do you guys have a favorite tree or plant? Yes, Gorowato, because like it's a sign of unity, and unity is everything that happens to us. Also, it helps the world in peace, and also it helps us to learn more about the stuff that they do and how how it happens and the history. Um, soft fern, the soft fern tree, or the ferns and aloe vera, like soft to touch and. And then aloe vera, it's like a, like axolotls, how they can regrow their limbs, like they help you heal from scars. It's very beautiful how plants can be like menacing creatures like green snapdragons to helpful um, things like berry bushes and stuff. I, I like the tuckeroo because it's like bright orange and it's really pretty and you can make lots of stuff out of it. Yeah, right. Alright, thanks very much. Alright, thanks. Thanks, guys. Sixes. Year six. Yeah, great rock. job. You rock. Okay. This big building here, Brooker Stadium, um, which is our sports excellence centre. When that was um, built a couple of years ago, the engineers and so the builder was warned that there's a lot of water that comes through this area. Mm. And um, of course, you know, they they didn't take too much notice of that. But the, the big concrete retaining wall through here actually uh, collapsed because there's an aquifer down in Magaski Park in the Kelvin Grove urban village and it comes all the way up here and back down this pathway. So there's a massive amount of water, subterranean water, yeah. that comes through here. And that would have been the, the freshwater sink. Spring, off. yes, yeah. yes. And with all the springs and, and, and water features through here. However, because of that, when this wall fell down, they had to re-excavate um, re and do quite a bit. And in the process, they unearthed Barabam Spring. Ah. So Barabam Spring, you can hear the water running. That runs 24-7, 365 days a year. Wow. So Even they had to the re droughts. yes, 
And wow. often, often people thought it was um, sewerage. Yeah. That's actually fresh water. But it runs, as Chris knows, 100% uh, of the time. Quite an incredible place, and you can imagine how it would have been a, just a beautiful sanctuary. Yeah, I can't, I can't believe that the, the, like you've uh, unearthed the spring, I guess. Yeah. Um, and now, now everyone can like see it, because this is, this is like the lifeblood of the country. And this is, again, why, coming back to with the contemporary sense of our urban farm, the importance of our waterways. The waterways are, and our riparian strips are the most critical parts of the environment that sustain us all. So without clean water and safe water and secure water, there's no us. Yeah. So our waterways are critical. And I think that's also replicated in the farm. Understanding that in a contemporary sense, we need to make sure that that water is conditioned very well to support what we're doing in there keeping the fish healthy, which then fertilizes the, the plants, and it's all one cycle. Mm. So our farm really does replicate 65,000 years of agriculture and environmental sustainability. Yeah. Because First Nations people knew they had to look after their country. So, in the, in a, so again, in a contemporary sense, rolling fast forwarding forward to our contemporary context, Barabam Farm is replicating that how we can have an enclosed system like the urban aquaponics farm is and how we have to sustain it. So there's two beautiful pieces of work in alignment. Mm. Yeah. Right.